In 2024, the Triathlon Hour is brought to you by The Feed. Thefeed.com is a website that has all of the world's best training and race day nutritional products in one place. The Feed's goal is to help you experiment with and ultimately find what nutritional products work best for you to get the most out of your performance in training and racing. They have almost 200 brands in stock, so you can buy as much from one brand as you want or as little as one gel from a brand. And I really do think that's the big benefit is you can try one thing from every brand and that way you'll find exactly what it is that you love and works for you. And having it all at one place at thefeed.com makes it convenient to do so. There's no more having to go to multiple websites and pay for shipping on them all and wait for them to come on different days or drive around to multiple shops. You can just get everything you need at thefeed.com and have it all shipped to your front door together so it arrives at the same time. I am Emma Pallon Brown, um, unless you're my husband, and then I'm Emma Brown, and uh, Great Britain triathlete living in Johannesburg, and yeah, I guess my biggest races this season are PTO Tour and World 70.3 Champs. Hello, I am Imogen Simmons. I uh, sound pretty British, but I race for Switzerland, and I serve become Swiss over the course of my life and I spend a lot of time training in Spain and similar to Emma I am focusing this year on the PTO 100 and the 70.3 world champs in New Zealand at the end of the year. Okay and I am Amelia Rose Watkinson a supposed proud Kiwi New Zealander but I live in Australia and most people seem to get the flags mixed up so Somewhere along those lines. Um, I too am targeting the PTO tour or the T100 when I was calling it. Um, but I'm also kicking the year off with a full distance Ironman at Ironman New Zealand. And this is to test how proud a New Zealander you are. Can you do the haka? Haka. <laughs> Not as well as you would. She's going to do it at the, at the entry of the first T100. She's going to do the hunker hunker onto the start line. <laughs> yes. And definitely a world 70.3 start line. Oh, yeah. We'll get a real show there. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. And also, are we allowed to refer to you as hotshot? She is a hotshot in so many more ways than just one. Okay. Yeah, I'll claim, I'll claim it. One more. <laughs> So you can kick off, Amelia. When did you find out you were joining the PTO tour? Okay, so we actually did a practice episode a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was feeling very left out because I genuinely didn't know I was uh, a hot shot until about a week before it was announced. So that was very delightful news for me. Well, that is last minute as well, though, isn't it? It is last minute, but... I guess we're good down here, New Zealand Aussies. We're good at our last minute travel around the world. So yeah. I haven't booked anything yet. I guess also like since you can't race Miami because of Ironman New Zealand anyways, then it doesn't like it's only until April that you need to start traveling. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided I was going to do Ironman again, um, maybe late last year. So it's been a, at least a, ooh, maybe 18 months or two years since I last did one. And it's a little bit of a, I don't know, personal, exciting goal. Um, both Emma and Emma are screwing up their faces at this stage currently. But, yeah, I'm really excited for it. I, th I feel that, like, all three of us have, have like, done Ironman but never – never achieve what we wanted to achieve on the Ironman of course would you agree <laughs> you say it, never done it well <laughs> that's the polite way of putting it yeah we haven't reached our potential in the Ironman distance <laughs> hence why Emma and I are both screwing up our faces yeah but I think um with the PTO tour like I think it's super interesting now like I don't think anyone can go for both the Ironman series and the PTO tour so do you think this is now going to separate like long distance, like as in Ironman athletes 
are going to become more specialized Ironman athletes like your Lionel Sanders, your Patrick Langer and go for that series and more people that like, I don't know, want to do PTO, like dominate PTO, then just stick. Like I know Lucy's been like said, just going to stick to the the shorter more. Um, do you think we're going to see it like actually becoming specific events more? I'll be honest, like I'm surprised in the women's that out of the top, what is it, 17, I suppose, that not that every single girl signed on to the PTO tour because some of those girls are, don't get me wrong, incredibly fast, but they are also so incredibly talented at that Ironman distance that it's kind of surprising. But I mean, I guess everyone has their own reasons for racing and own reasons for personal reasons for wanting to do one rather than the other, push themselves, like it's the time to do it, whatever. I'm not sure what their reasons are. But I am surprised that, and I, I believe that some of the girls who have signed on to the PTO T100, um, they are also going to target the Ironman series. They're going to do like, I reckon there'll be a few of them who will throw in an Ironman in kind of June time, um, miss out on the race in June and do the Ironman World Champs and try and get some good points in the Ironman tour like that. So then how many of the series is it to count? Isn't it six races or am I wrong? Of the Ironman. Ironman. Five and the Ironman I think is five and three full distance. And PTO we need to do six races including the final. If you did like four races, four Ironman rate, like two Ironman, two 70.3s, including like world champs, both world champs, another Ironman and another 70.3 then it's it's a lot but you could try and do it. do it I don't know I think it's interesting I feel like people are going to be racing more this year which is yeah never a bad thing if you can travel right yeah it's the travel as well like I don't know some people manage it way better than others it's I, I feel like it's a bit dependent on where you're traveling from as much as anything like I wanted to do the whole PTO series and then I looked at Singapore and that just, I don't know, travel-wise, that was just the one that I didn't think, like, with the humidity, with the timing, that was my opt-out of. Um, but I think the rest are doable. I didn't just not travel from South Africa for all of them. Amita, you're going to have to do some kind of base in Europe, surely. Yeah, the travel is hard, I think. So I'm going to try and do all of them other than Singapore, I think. Um, and maybe see how just a trip to America and then come back home goes and see how I cope with with that travel um, because it's hard doing a big stint and also visa-wise, but I'll try and base myself in Europe probably at the back half to fit in London and Ibiza or Nice, depending how all that goes, and then I'll do a block in Europe. But America, I might better get away with doing there and back trips. What are you guys yeah. going to do? Uh, I'm basing myself here and then I'm doing, um, I'm going to do Singapore just because, I don't know, it feels like Singapore always feels like going back home for me. Yeah, <laughs> to be you're honest. good in like, Singapore. Yeah, well, having grown up in Hong Kong and then trained in Thailand for quite a while, it's it feels like very familiar territory, um, although maybe the conditions aren't best suited for me. Um, but it's always fun. So I'm going to do Miami and then travel straight to Phuket and do a block in Phuket and then race in Singapore and then travel back to Europe and then be in Europe for basically the rest of the year with dipping over to the US for June. Yeah. And Vegas as well. I don't think I'll do Vegas, to be honest. Like I have some family stuff going on around then. So I think it's easier to just miss that. That I'm, one. Sure, I'm sure the family wouldn't mind going to Vegas. <laughs> no, it's Vegas is an interesting location, don't you think? Have you ever like spent time there other than like, going through it for St. George? Yeah, each time after St. George, we spent a night there and we were like, we're going to go wild, we're going to go wild. And we just ended up uh, freaking Jared's got this obsession with uh, not crazy golf. What's it called? That one? The mini golf? You know, oh, oh, top. Uh... Top golf, yeah. Top just golf. the driving rules. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he's, he uh, he said he was going to teach me how to play. So first time up, like he's teed himself up. He's like, watch this. He does all the instructions about the hips, the, the angle, then takes the swipe and the bat flies out of his hands. The bat went further than the ball and everyone's <laughs> just, you know, because they're all like lined up in your living room. Everyone's just watching this bat go into, yeah, he was really embarrassed. I think pretty the cool. fact that you're calling the golf club a bat pretty much says it says it all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a racket. A racket. We <laughs> 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 live on a golf course. And I think it's solo purposes for running. That's how into golf I am. Have you never played around the golf? Surely. No. Do you have a golf cart? No. I can imagine Jared upgrading his like bike to accompany you when you're running up to a golf cart so he can like hand you he's got a whole cooler of drinks and everything just like here you are. <laughs> yeah, he does. I've caught him before borrowing a friend to take the dogs for a walk, borrowing a golf court cart. And I was like, I you brat. That. <laughs> no, not You're very fast, Emma. It's hard to keep up with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, cool. Amelia, you start with how your week's gone. Are we talking about training? Well, you got to fill us in on your PTO tour plans. All of them except for Vegas as well. No, no, I'm, I'm all except for Singapore. We're all except uh, Singapore. And then, yeah, travel-wise, like I always say, I don't know, I want to spend as much time at home as possible. I just train here better. But then looking at it, like it doesn't make sense. Like the worst travel for me is South Africa, America. So, um, yeah, we're kind of going to do two big, I think, American blocks. So just stay over there um, for like six weeks, both times, I think. Um, and then all the European ones, I think, fly in, fly out. That's the plan, I think. Yeah, South Africa and Australia are similar, I suppose. Actually, I think South Africa is worse. <laughs> travel to the rest of the world. Yeah, and do you know what, like, it's not so bad going out, but I really suffer coming home, like, I don't know, that west is best, is that what they say? And east, easterly travel is, yeah, I don't know. It's harder. Yeah, to get back, it's easier to wake up, to stay up later than get up early. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, so shall we go through, like, our training weeks and kind of how it builds towards all our goals and aims for the year okay yeah you go and I'll break Me. it up my Ironman block in the middle of you two doing your fast stuff <laughs> I don't know it didn't feel too fast this week I'll be honest with you okay right well then Emma Emma you've had a really exciting week so why don't you kick things off because I noticed you've been like you say you're a triathlete but one week you're doing like a uh, half marathon in like some ridiculous time and then the next week you're doing a time trial UCI legal oh yeah <laughs> how did the time trial go it's like a bit nuts for trying to keep up with what you're doing to be honest next thing we know you're going to be doing open water swim events no 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 I can I can <laughs> say that okay um yeah last week was interesting so I wasn't actually gonna race on that I think it was Tuesday so they put out the start list on Tuesday, I get my start time. Then they go, oh, we've, we've updated the start list. And my name was just off the list. So I was like, oh, um, had to phone them up. Then there's this whole story about, yeah, there's been a complaint. You're British. Um, then we had to go through every UCR rule, get British cycling to email, whatever. Um, took a day and then I was back on the start list. So yeah, we kind of didn't want to waste any. I trained pretty hard. I did a nice hard run session on the Tuesday. Um, got some frustration out in that. And then um, the race was Friday. Um, and yeah, it's totally different, hey? Like the setup on the bike. Um, the, I think the thing I struggle with the most is your seat has to be like back from your BB. Um, so I wasn't feeling it like... In, on my triathlon bike like I'm a lot quite a bit forward um and I like to like get over my bars um so I was just a little bit uncomfortable so I'd kind of we didn't want to get it injured or anything so I didn't spend a lot of time on it before um and then yeah it was just 45 minutes of of suffering um 
but it was fun. Like I had a little radio, Jared was in the car behind me. Um, I had to go off at the start. So uh, at the front of the race so that I wasn't kind of interfering with the South African champs. Um, so yeah, I kind of just did my own thing enough to become second, but um, I don't know. It was, I, I found it. Yeah. Tough, really tough. And I find as well, it loads your quads. Like normally if I'm burning on the bike, like I'm feeling my glutes and my hips and my like shoulders. Like with this position, I felt like I couldn't get over my pedal straight. Like you're not, your weight's like not over the pedals as much, is it? It's like you're more from behind. So then you end up like pushing down with your quads in a way. Yeah. Almost like you kind kind of drag over that, like that first bit of the pedal stroke. Um, but yeah, it was uh, definitely interesting and, and just a good experience, like 45 minutes all out, just getting on a, I, th- I think as well, it was a real power one, like the road was flat. Um, so, and, and I like the hills and I like the breakup of the hills and stuff. So it was a good little test just to try and get a bit more power out. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Jared's meant to be changing my bike position today. So we'll see how that goes going back to the the nice position were you sat like for most of the day then in in the hot seat waiting for someone to kick you out of it <laughs> no I, I I wasn't uh I wasn't really included in the race oh. I was <laughs> taking off the results at the end were you because you're British yeah and like the rules are I have to actually go back in like I'm I'm sure like I've read the rules and I entered like knowing the rules so I had to go back and look through everything um and then I had to show them like I, I can't get the jersey I can't get UCI points um and I can't stand on the podium but unless they've advertised it as a closed race um or if I hadn't been able to enter on my British passport so if on entry point they asked you for your South African ID then I wouldn't be allowed to race. But um, yeah, it was an open race. So um, yeah, I could race. And I just, I don't know, like I'm sure you guys have all had it where you've been like at a 70.3 and you've had three girls on the start list and then you've been at a running race and you've had 3,000 girls. Like I know which one I prefer and I think competition is really important. And like I wasn't taking, actually I was helping the race because they need a certain number of entrants to get their UCR points um so yeah I didn't really feel like it was kind of stopping any progression for South African kind of women cycling and um yeah that was kind of my reason as well for for racing it's fair enough and if it was like on your doorstep as much as anything then why not use the opportunity to you know have a really solid hit out and it's such a different effort than we're used to as well I think and like a constructive way of pushing yourself um, it's, it's, I've done like a, I did a team a time trial but like as a as a duo once and oh my gosh I've never felt that burn in the same way as you do then it's absolutely excruciating yeah team time trials are good because you can't give up mm-hmm. I had to do a 20 minute time trial up a hill with a girl who's a phenomenal climber and weighs about 40 kilos and we'd drop the, you only had to finish with two and we'd drop the other two right at the start. And each, like I had to keep yelling ease because she was dropping me. And she said, yeah. Did she not put her hand on your back? No, she just said she like eased up for about 10 seconds and then picked the pace up and knew that I'd be fine. <laughs> I felt sick at the top of the hill. I've never felt so sick before in my life. We've uh, we've done that before with a mixed team. We, you have to get three girls across the the finish line, and by the end they hold onto your po- back pockets. And I had to say like, girls, so you like we almost were causing a crash because the minute someone like touches my back, I'd like shift them up. Like I haven't got the skills that they have. Like, <laughs> Hard uh, to push them up the hill. If you're going like all out and expected to then regain your balance and like, let's face it, we're a bunch of triathletes. Yeah. We don't have that. We don't have those skills. <laughs> we're used to being 12 meters plus apart, exactly. let alone someone holding onto a jersey. But don't you think instead of like a, a similar kind of Collins Cup um, like thing, uh, event for one of the PTO races, I was thinking you could have like, um, like remember they did that uh what was it the cat and nick 
Oh, bait, Kellen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bait would be cool if everyone actually had to swim, bike, and run together. Mm. Yeah. Or, or like X number of people had to finish. So think of yeah. three, like three Germans. Like you've got your Anne, how you got your Laura Phillip. Like you'd be fine, Imogen. You got your Swiss. You got like Danny, Nicola, drag her back in. Nicola out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> Amelia, New Zealand, you've got. You. No, there are loads. <laughs> Penny, Penny Slater, isn't she Kiwi? She's Australia. Hannah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Hannah Berry. Um, Clark. We don't actually have that many. I mean, you can stay South African. Yeah. How... The Brits don't need more help. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, no, I think that would be a really cool idea. But it was, like, similar to the Collins Cup in a way. I think the Collins Cup was such a good idea, but I feel that it could have been restructured to make it even more exciting. Yeah, it just wasn't good to watch on TV. Yeah, rather than having, like, three people against each other, have, like, people go off as teams and have to stay together as, like, national teams or countrywide or continental-wide teams and then have to stay together and go around like that and then have X number of people finish. I think that could have been really cool for points and stuff and much more tactical, tactically driven, whereas, like, as it was, I didn't feel like the ta- the country intra-country or intra-team tactics came into play that much if that makes sense yeah maybe we should put our idea forward emma's idea Um, (laughs) and also mixing up the order i reckon having a couple of races where yeah i think diehard triathlon fans might hate it but doing a run bike swim or a run swim bike or a i don't know swim run bike I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> Die hard. Yeah, swimming at the end of a hard run, like that's a recipe for disaster in my mind. Probably health and safety. You couldn't do that in London. Health and safety wouldn't pass it. Yeah, we'd yeah. all have to get doctor notes and heart checkups. Yeah. Um, you know going to change her mind when she swims in the Thames and then has to run on that belly. Oh, I've already I've swum in the serpentine enough times to know that the tens can't be any good. Oh, anyways, I'm hoping they do very strict water protocol checks. Yeah, we'll put Amelia in the day before. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I've been using a lever movement system for months now, and I honestly have no idea why I didn't start using it years ago when I first heard about lever. Um, for those of you who don't know what a lever movement system is, it's a system that you take to your treadmill, like I take mine to the gym um, when I go to the treadmill at the gym, or if you're lucky enough to have a treadmill at home, you can just take it to your, your home treadmill and you you attach it to your treadmill and then from there it attaches to your hips so that it takes weight off while you run. And I'd been struggling with consistency in my running for years, like literally two to three years. And I think I was a bit heavier than I used to be and I was just constantly getting niggles and injuries. So I decided to buy a lever movement system as like a last resort to try and fix it basically and get back into my running, uh, mainly because I saw heaps of pro triathletes and runners using them on Instagram. And it, it just changed everything for me. I, I, I just recently finished a four-week training camp with some pro triathletes and I was able to run 84 kilometers in a week there, which is the most I've ran in a single week in over two years. And I really do think it was all because of the consistency I found by using my lever movement system uh, a few times a week. I've completely gotten over a persistent lower limb and and foot niggle I was getting from running the past couple of years. And yeah, I'm positive. I'm positive it's completely because of the load I was taking off um, two to three runs a week. And so if you're someone like me who struggles with finding consistency in your running because of niggles or persistent injuries, or like you just want to increase your your mileage a bit more safely, or even just as a preventative measure against injury in general general with your running, then I truly can't recommend getting yourself a lever movement system enough. They're awesome. And it's just one of those purchases that I can recommend so comfortably knowing you 100% will not regret it. Um, so if you do want to try one for yourself, then you can head to their website and, and when you check out, make sure you, you use the discount code TTH, which gets you 20% off your order. But I do think what is cool about the T100 is how different all the courses are. Like they haven't been afraid to mix up the, you know, the geographical and humidity or colder um like all the climatic 
different variations and I think that's pretty cool because it's not gonna I don't think it will be the same like same person winning every single time obviously there'll be the same group at the top but I do think that different courses will suit different people more and I think that's so important for kids like if you're wanting the best to come and face each other regularly like that's when you're going to get the following and the support and like it becomes a proper event but if you're doing it on the same course every single time, like not a, as much is going to change. But like you say, like there's going to be so many, like even with a swim, like is it wetsuit? Is it non-wetsuit? Is it rough? Is it smooth? Like that's, yeah, I think it it plays so much into race dynamics. And I think I think it's going to be exciting. Like mm. I'm just excited to, it feels like we've almost gone from one world champs every year to now like eight yeah but then like mentally you can't really like obviously they're big races but I feel like the emotional toll of one world champs is already quite a lot and suddenly doing eight in a year that's also a lot to handle not just physically but like pumping yourself up and like getting all excited and all the adrenaline rush and heightened cortisol like for every single like once a month almost per month from when it starts it's actually quite a lot of strain on the body like I guess that's another aspect that we're gonna have to think about how to manage it and I think that as well is gonna then like maybe see some different results because like you say then that's a different like WTS like when they said it was going to be is it going to be a points like every single race you get points and then the grand final or is it just a one-off grand final who wins like it changes who becomes the favorite like and and I enjoy watching I don't know if you watch one triathlon and you see like a close race and then you're told oh then these guys aren't going to race all each other again for another year like you lose a little bit of interest whereas if you're like Mm -hmm. okay next month they're going to do all this again and it's going to be like here instead I don't know I feel like it just keeps that excitement going yeah and it's different quite different athletes who will do well well maybe be interesting to see do well over the whole season versus like target more individual races like it'll be interesting to see who's constantly on the podium versus who's winning some and yeah for sure throughout the season yeah anyway sorry Emma back to your training week did you swim at all? Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, to be honest, like I had pretty solid days going into it. Um, and then I did a long swim. Uh, we got back. It's actually still quite a drive, like in traffic here is like an hour and a half there, hour and a half back. The race wasn't till 1030. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to stay for prize giving. So, yeah, we got out of there quick, quick, uh, got home about three and then just uh whipped to the pool did a long swim to yeah just get a bit stronger in the pool I kind of can't give up my swimming um and then so that was a I raced on the Friday um and then Saturday Jared he's been training for the the road race so went with him early in the morning and then I did my two-hour run down there and just on the bike course which is quite cool because all the marshals were already out all the aid stations were already out. Um, and yeah, then supported him the rest of the day. Um, and that's just a stressful, hey? I don't know if you've ever given bottles, but they come so, like, they come through so fast and you're, like, holding up your bottle. Like, about five oaks in front of him will try and grab the bottle. Like, you got to whip it away, whip it away, and then, thankfully, he's got a bright kit. But, um, yeah, I feel very strict. Like, there's a lot of pressure. And it was hot. Like, I was like, geez, you can't miss a bottle. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot of stress. And then I long rode yesterday to get my hours up for the week. Maybe I'm training for Ironman. Honestly, like, two-hour runs? What do you? <laughs> I haven't like even done a two-hour run yet. Oh, you just, yeah, I enjoy it, hey? Do, do they not care that you take the um, aid station fuel? while you're running uh no it's um we had like our own jared had his like uh a lot of pe- people out there um racing as well and then so they all had stuff like he'd given them cokes and waters and whatever so yeah didn't nick I anyone's was thinking you weren't really helping your cause considering they didn't want you racing <laughs> 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 not only is she gonna race 
But she's going to take everything from the aid station the next day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As she runs. <laughs> no, it was fun, but I just got truly sunburnt. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess like you're usually training like way earlier than that as well, getting the stuff done out of the heat of the day. Yeah. Do you get up? You get up early, eh? Four. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, so we'll we'll meet up. Uh, we'll be in the pool by half six, so get up about half five. But yeah, that's why I had to move my drug testing hour because sometimes every now and then we'll like ride at half five or five if one of the guys if we're doing a long ride and one of the guys then has to get to work. Um. And before my slot had been five to six. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that as athletes, if we could get together and request that 4 a.m. be the earliest, because 5 a.m. is so late. I leave to go to swimming then. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? They came, they came at 5.45 the other day and I was like outraged by it. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed everyone is getting drug tested right now. Yeah, Which it's well, everyone will wear about. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. But I do think, like, one thing with the PTO that I'm sure will follow, but it needs to follow, is increased testing. Just because, you know, more at there's as more is at stake, more people are going to be. Unfortunately, it's the way that the world sometimes seems to go is that more people are going to be being a bit senseless about it and taking more risks. And I do think they need to like have not just the top 15 based on their like the national federation on uh, whereabouts. Like some people are in the top 20 ranked and aren't even on whereabouts. And I kind of think that's ridiculous. Mm, because currently it's all national federation or Ironman. So the PTO should yeah. have their own pool, their own. Yeah. Pool. WTS can they not tap into the federation whereabouts yeah it's like say the PTO have a say towards the national federations to be like these people we we highly think we think that these people are ranked in the place where they should be on a whereabouts program mm -hmm. but I think again you can bring down the cost of testing because so many times now a lot of us will be preparing in the same places will be in the same places like in the world getting ready for these frequent races because yeah let's face it like out of competition is the testing that really needs to be the focus and I think yeah if more of us are training in the same places then bam it can take a day and just hit everyone and then oh the PTO have those little I can't remember what they were called the blood oh yeah the drop blood testing the little prick ones we had them before yeah. every race yeah, but don't you think that, like, if someone wanted to not have a sample tested, like, you could easily make it, like, an invalid it. sample? Yeah, I have no yeah. idea. But it's, yeah, it's it's the travel of the um, the people who come and test you, isn't it? That must be extremely expensive. I just think that that is definitely something that the sport as a whole needs to consider quite strongly. I think one of like, I know it all went quiet after Colin last year, but one of my, I don't know, I kind of thought something proactive might've happened out of that. Mm. And like, personally, I haven't seen anything. I don't know if things might change or like, yeah, personally, I haven't seen any big changes, but I think one thing that I thought was really simple to do and, and, I know a couple of other athletes were really like loud about this as well um, was to say that people should be and something that PDO can bring us all together as an athlete organization and say who is willing to like make public their TUEs because if you're going to cheat I feel like you're in that gray area borderline like I've heard of TUEs that I don't even know how they were issued as TUEs. Like to me, if you're that sick or if you need that kind of medication, like, geez, don't, don't race. Um, and what doctor would say you should race. And I don't know. I think it's really something simple, like that we could all do. And then you'd find like, because yeah, you should be able to justify your TUE and you shouldn't mind. And I know everyone says, oh, it's a privacy thing and whatever, yeah. but like we're athletes here. We're, I, I feel it's part of my job and, and, 
being like out there and honest and yeah I don't know how you guys feel about that but I've had a lot of conversations with other athletes that I think a lot of people are for it and just no one's come together yet to make it happen I I kind of agree with you but then I also think that like it puts the people who have who are taking medication for like genuine illnesses and they do want them for whatever reason to remain private it's putting them in like it's making them look bad for no reason and that's not necessarily fair like they have a genuine reason to not want to share that information for privacy issues and yet they'll be like oh why aren't they sharing their TUEs and I don't know if that's I think there are some illnesses that we probably haven't even considered that people have to take medication for and they'd rather not have that as public knowledge which yeah I agree with you but I do see the other side of it Nothing's private these days. Our iPhone's constantly listening to us. So creepy. So creepy when you like start talking <laughs> about a brand or something and then next thing you know, it's popping up as ads everywhere. And you're like, I swear I only talked about I only talked about this. I haven't even looked it up yet. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I I think I just think like the testing needs to be not oh once a month or once every two months or once every like quarter or whatever it just needs to be like they can literally turn up every day yeah and may, maybe public that could be public as well is when you're okay. tested mm. so you can see who's regularly being tested and who's not and that's not really breaching any privacy I wouldn't have thought yeah that's very true but yeah I feel like there's no there's no right answer to it somehow but well there is a right answer everyone race clean but too much grey. Too much grey in sport. Yeah, the TUEs is something that is just like, yeah. I struggle with TUEs, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that until you just mentioned it. I hadn't actually thought of that aspect of it. Because, like, I was talking to a psychologist about the whole thing and, like, how can you – is there any way of, like, reading people and, like, how can we, like, be more open as athletes and, like – because they said, like, statistically, 97% of the people they catch, it's been a tip-off. Like, they've tested them out looking for something and it's been, like, it's been a reason. And, yeah, it's just, she said, the psychology of the people trying to be that little bit ahead of, like, whatever. And I like you say, Emma, I'm not saying just because they take you take it to you that, that there's no justifying it, but I'm saying if you don't, if you can't justify it publicly um, mm. because it's your job, like then I'd be um yeah I don't know as if like it's your responsibility you've decided to pursue this career so the onus is on you to be able to share your personal health information yeah I just feel like as athletes like we should also be proactive it shouldn't just be handing yeah. it to I'm saying like you guys sort it out like to, like mm -hmm. I don't know I just feel like there's always something that we can also be doing that's my my way of yeah. looking well, I do think that Iron the Ironman could definitely up their testing protocol. Do you know who who they tried to test at the Sony Point Three Worlds? Um, at the uh, briefing, you know, they like kind of picked a couple of people. Do you know who they tried to test? You, <laughs> my partner. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Uh, it was quite funny he wasn't even wearing a single item of like lycra or sports but I'd already walked out of the room and they were like hey you come over here and he was like what <laughs> <laughs> so did he get tested no he explained he was like, well why and they were like oh well anti-doping and he was like yeah but why me and they were like for anti-doping he was like well I'm not even racing so <laughs> why do you want to me <laughs> And they were like, but why are you here? And they're like, like every single other partner coach, I am here. So, yeah, that was quite entertaining. Did he take that as a compliment? Yeah, he was, he was, he was well chuffed about that. He was like, I, I didn't look, no, I looked like I was in race shape, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it kind of says more about the fact that, yeah, there was an opportunity there for another test to be done and it was gone because well, they didn't even get the right person or a person 
which is a shame. Okay, Emma, tell us about your week. <sighs> My week. Um, it started off decently. I kind of been doing like trying to get two, three sessions in a day. Um, but it changed, like the weather kind of changed midweek here last week, which was a bit of a throw. And I don't think I handled that too well. And it kind of screwed up my last couple of days. Um, but yeah, I started off with just a standard 4K swim uh, gym session. And I think there was a ride that day. Just nothing crazy, just like steady steady kind of Monday and then Tuesday I had a um a harder run in the morning so I've been doing that with the group here which has been quite fun and so I did a four by 3k trying to go at race pace um so that was got my heart pumping a little bit and then I did that and then I got straight onto the turbo after that for just an hour spin. And then in the afternoon, I had my swimming lesson. Is your swimming lesson squad or is that a technique session? It's a technique session, Amelia. Oh, that's good. I love that stuff. Yeah, I just figured like I just, I didn't know how to get better and are you finding progression mm, yeah I'd say overall but like ultimately I started when I was like very unfit as well so I was always going to see progression um but I'd say actually it was more for me like the enjoyment aspect like I just wasn't enjoying swimming whatsoever um and I changed from training in a 25 meter pool to a 50 meter pool and obviously your times drop quite a lot <laughs> so I was like mentally super demotivated unmotivated I don't know and then I was like okay and then I decided to sort myself out and yeah I kind of just enjoyed that a bit more and I guess I started triathlon swimming again when I was like 21 and I haven't really had any I don't know you kind of just flap about and hope and you get fitter and you go faster but yeah I just I think I was like frustrated with myself above anything so yeah I just kind of would you that. join a squad or a group like small group of people um at the moment I'm swimming with two short course girls um so we swim together most days and that's pretty good so they mm. can like yeah the other day they like we did a fast 100 and they were it's a bit depressing to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> one past one like a like a dive one hundred PB. They did uh one of the girls did a one oh four. Oh did, go but on spill the beans. What did uh, you go? One fourteen. <laughs> oh, okay, course. well long course. <laughs> I know I'm like long course. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my best day, but yeah, it's yeah, I just think that, yeah, for me personally, that was one thing that I just decided to start enjoying again. So, yeah. It's so funny because, like, at World 70.3, didn't you swim up with, like, Taylor? Yeah, but that was, I was, I was very, I had, I played my cards well, let me put it like that. Like, I was very fortunate. <laughs> um, yeah. I was there was very few situations where I would have been able to come out of the water with Taylor. And that was just so happened to be one of the few played out that day. But there's also like a difference between having a fast pool times and open water skills like that. And having those open water skills on a start line are really valuable. I agree. But honestly, semi three worlds was purely, it was nothing to do with me. It was just the way that everyone else played out. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so but I'll take it it worked out for me that day but yeah so that so that was my and then that was my Tuesday and then I went on to my Wednesday and I did morning swim with the girls we did a threshold swim I think we did 15 200s um rotating off 310 three minutes 250 and 
again, I got shown that I'm a long course athlete there when they were all doing two, they were doing them sub 230s and I was hanging on for dear life. Um, and then I did gym and then the afternoon I did uh, four by eight minutes hill wraps on the bike, which was ouchy. Outside, yes. So I was, I've was i been like mostly riding my TT bike, but it was hill rep, so I wasn't in TT position. Um, it's just a solid hit out, to be honest. And like I probably started off a bit hard and then tried to hold that the whole way through. Um, yeah, but that was probably the session where like it started getting warm that day. Like it suddenly jumped from being about 12 degrees to 20 degrees. And I probably underestimated how much I needed to be drinking. And then the th- Thursday, I did a stair, another swim in the morning, easy with the girls, and then a steady ride, a two and a half hour, just steady ride, and then a run off of it. Because I'm a triathlete. Um, <laughs> if you're in your bib pants, I hope. Oh, I'd race you and everything. Nice. No, I didn't. You did. I didn't. I promise you. I didn't. <laughs> you did. We're not that close to racing yet. Maybe, maybe just before Miami, you'll catch me. But not yet. Um, and then Friday, I did a race pace swim in, in the morning, and then a longer run. Well, a longer run. It's all relative, isn't it, Emma? I was pleased with my hour and a half. but yeah that was just a steady and also a gym session and then um Saturday I had uh yeah I'd like a little niggle in my hip after the run the day before and I'm like a bit paranoid after my hip operation so I ended up just making the I call it wise but that's probably me just trying to persuade myself because you know how we are when we miss a session we live with guilt um I missed a run that morning and then just did a steady swim and a steady ride instead and then I had Sunday off as my father was visiting and we went to the seaside you've all heard me rave about pillar performance's triple magnesium powder for over a year now but my second favorite product from pillar has to be their ultra immune C We all know the key to triathlon training is consistency and nothing wrecks your consistency more than getting sick every five to six weeks. I've been using Pillar's Ultra Immune C drink for a while now and I can honestly say that I feel like I've been getting sick a lot less. Like I haven't had those periods of four, five, six days where I can't do anything and can't leave the house and can't train because I've got a cold or another you know, chest infection. It, It honestly just hasn't been happening and I don't know if I'm allowed to say that's because of Ultra Immune C but I feel like it is. Um, Ultra Immune C from Pillar Performance not only contains vitamin C, which has well-known immunity benefits, but it also contains zinc and vitamin D. And this is one of the reasons I started taking in June last year at the start of um, the, the Southern Hemisphere's winter and haven't stopped since. So if you're slogging it out through the winter, particularly if you're in America or Europe now where it is winter and you're spending way too much time inside and you're doing all your training inside, then grab yourself some Pillar Ultra Immune C. It doesn't just have vitamin C, it has zinc, it has vitamin D, all things that are going to benefit your immune system. Uh, And if you do want to grab that or anything from Pillar Performance, then make sure you use the discount code TTH15 for 15% off your first order. So so I'm, yeah, because it was 20 degrees. Um, I'm interested on how that conversation goes because if with me, like if there's something, if I've got a bit of a sniffle or I've got a bit of a niggle, like I try and hide it and then Jared will get like the wind of something straight away. He'll text Tim and then Tim will be on the phone like, bam, like are you pretty much, you can take that into your thing and then you'll make the decision and let your coach know or do you have to be like. So so normally like my coach would be like we talk quite a lot but he's currently away in on Asian time so that meant like the time difference was I was meant to be running like first thing in the morning and in the evening is when it started I kind of really felt my hip um but I'll be honest with you like the niggle and then I probably just like very amateur mistakes to be honest like not drinking enough not fueling straight after sessions and then I just on Saturday I was actually pretty destroyed anyways um, and I woke up and I was like, all I want to do is go back to bed. Um, when I woke up at like seven and I could still feel my hip just like walking. And I reckon 
like I don't know when you've like had an injury and it's kind of just like traumatized you a little bit and I think my the, my hip injury was just so long lasting that now I'm like a little bit I definitely err on the side of caution of that because yeah I learned the long way that pushing through doesn't always make it better yeah I'm with you on that one smart decision Emma I'll give you kudos <laughs> thanks Amelia <laughs> I was disappointed, but <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't it be some kind of yeah. No, I'm interested no, in how. No, for me, it's often like I've learned to make the call myself. I think three years ago I wouldn't have, two years ago I wouldn't have, but I feel that now I'm better at being like, uh. and actually, yeah. So Dan, my partner, he would be, he would also be like, "What's the point?" Like take a day off now and you get the week or take do your day today don't do it well and miss a week like what do you prefer and when he talks sense into me then I'm like okay that's the thing that's that's what I was going to say like it is that thing of like yeah you if you have the self-control and you have the self-discipline to know okay like even if you get a sniffle or whatever and I'll often go to that Ah, I'll be fine like just one more hard day and then then I'll let him know if it's still bad Mm -hmm. and then like you say that's the one that puts you in bed for four days rather than taking one day off and like yeah it's often hard to make the decision yourself like it's Mm -hmm. way easier to look at other people and make the decision objectively it's like when there's actually something wrong and you go into a doctor or surgeon and it's so overwhelming that you don't understand the process at all and it's black and white to anybody else sitting there yeah you're like I don't I don't understand how it's so confusing in my head and then someone like (laughs) breaks it down for you and you're like oh when you put it like that (laughs) why has it taken us three days people manage to coach themselves like uh, this girl that won the half marathon did a race a few weeks ago like is now coaching herself like phenomenal athlete super strong going to the olympics um and older like a lot older and that was her reasoning she was like yeah I know everything now like I know how to read my body like I know what works for me I know in the past like Olympics before what I've done wrong and whatever and for me it's it's more of that case of just I don't know taking the guilt and emotion out of any decision and being like Tim this is how I feel like you tell me what to do like I don't know I'd it's it's amazing Mm -hmm. the people that can themselves I can't yeah. I could never imagine like self-coaching and to me that's like that's definitely out of the question um but I think having the people around you who know you well enough to be like to catch you when you're down and make you realize it that's pretty valuable yeah but yeah and Amelia oh wait yeah Amelia what about your week I was complaining about 20 degrees so tell me about 40 degrees yeah so it's really hot here right now Mainly the humidity, it gets to like a hundred percent the la well, I don't know, the last few weeks. I think our Sunshine Coast personal best is forty-two degrees of real feel. Really hot in the middle of the day. But I normally start my day with swim squad. So Monday's always a really good session. It's heart rate. So something like the well this morning was twenty-four one hundreds on two minutes. Um holding your best average. And it's, well, there's heaps of, most of them are surf kids that are in my few lanes and the the faster lanes are swimmers, but they just had their national champs. So I think they get it slightly cruisier for a couple of days. Um, And I finished off my kind of strength block. So I was doing a little bit of, quite a bit of heavier gym and like a, the unusual session of like squats, bike sprints, squats, bike sprints, sprints. But just as I started to enjoy it, it finished. So I guess that's how it works. Um, if you're enjoying it, it was getting too easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I did quite a few six-hour rides, which – also, same scenario, finally got the hang of all my fueling and I've now finished my six-hour rides. <laughs> That's good timing, though. At least you got the fueling down now, especially if you can do that in, like, 42 degrees then. Yeah, it's hard. We were starting early, which is good. 
but you've still got to stop. Yeah, just stop constantly for water and drinks. And surely it's going to be um, cooler. Oh, I've got those thermal drink bottles that I freeze overnight. They are life-saving. They stay frozen for about three hours. Whereas a normal drink bottle, if it's rock-solid frozen, it completely defrosts to warm water within about 45 minutes. Oh, I mean, that's basically says... Useless. Yeah, and also when you, like, refill your bottles with cold water, it stays cold as opposed to, like, you fill it up and 20 minutes later you're drinking warm, slushy tea. water. <laughs> it tastes like tea, <laughs> sweet oh. tea. But in the mornings it's quite nice and we're used to it. We got some new fans installed in the lounge. Actually, Alex did the fans. His dad's an electrician, so it's teamwork. It's safe. Was it Alex or his dad? I'm not sure who did the actual wire fusing. <laughs> Hopefully his dad. <laughs> How many six-hour rides did you do then in one week? Oh, no, I did one a week, but I did one a week for three weeks. Okay. And then I was doing like a couple of other four or three hour rides in the same week. Yeah. Um, I'm riding them quite steady where I've got a nice loop which has a donut stop midway and some elevation. So now I'm more on the flat trying to hold. Like I did a nice session on the weekend, which was under overs of Ironman pace. So that was another good opportunity to get the nutrition right. Um which surprisingly makes a massive difference when you finish, you're not completely exhausted. It's shocking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Very satisfying. <laughs> I say that like I nailed it and I just screwed up half a week because of it. So there we are. And it's easier. I know some people obviously have it really down packed, but um, yeah, it's harder than, it's hard on your stomach. So especially if you have to take in that much fluid I can imagine that's like you have to get the balance right otherwise it can end up being like a lot in your stomach yeah it's just uncomfortable makes you feel sick so that part I was very pleased with and I'm not doing any really long runs at the moment more double runs um, which I think is just better from a injury prevention perspective um, I always find your form gets a bit average when you start to get tired in the long run. So, and in the heat as well. So I'm really enjoying the double runs. Both have some speed work uh, at Ironman, just below, just a bit faster than Ironman intensity. Yeah, and still doing a little, like a few sessions, especially on the bike, which have like higher intensity. Um, like five minute power, I guess. I did one of those today, which will definitely make the transition back into the PTO series easier. So I think there's a bit of a myth that Ironman training is all long and slow. I feel like that might have been the way a while back. A long like, time ago. That's definitely not, well, it wasn't the case when I was doing it. No. Um, yeah. In fact, I think it's almost different than what I expected. It's harder than, well, I don't know, not harder. Yeah, it's different than what I expected. Well, compared to like the previous blocks you've done with other coaches? Yeah, compared to what I've done previously. And also my last Ironman was during COVID. So it was probably a bit more of a casual approach around it because we didn't even know if the Ironman was going to take place necessarily. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a little bit hard to commit when you're in that boat. Yeah, it's hard to, like, do all the grueling hard sessions and everything. <laughs> Amelia, you've uh, decided not to. I know a lot of people do, like, a 70.3, like, three, four, sometimes even two weeks out. You've decided just to first race up Ironman. Go for it. Yeah, and there is actually quite a lot of racing down in Aussie at the moment, but yeah. it's going to be a really big year, so... I'll save the racing for when it counts because like you said, with travel around racing, even if it's just one flight, you've still got to, you waste a bit of training time with a little bit of taper and then recovery and travel. So I'd rather just keep that in the bank and spend more time at home. I've traveled a lot last year, so I kind of like it here at the moment. 
that's the thing hey and that's one of my favorite things to do is like use the local races to get a bit of sharpness but like you say without the travel they don't really mean a lot so you don't have to taper for them like I don't know it's yeah it's a whole different way of racing whereas if you go yeah. and commit to a like you want to do it properly hey mm. and also the depth is well a start line is a start line so it has to be quite local i feel like you want to always put your best foot forward and do a race properly i mean it depends what it is right for training or not but you i don't know it's nice if it's a proper local race that you can just do for training but it's hard to get those yeah doing like a training race is i feel like that's becoming less and less possible with as the sport grows especially amongst the female field it's just no longer you can't just saddle up to a race and just expect to breeze through like you will you end up I mean we're competitive right you're going to end up giving it your all to to win if it's one like if you're chasing or being caught or whatever you're not going to be like oh coach said stick to this heart rate so I'm going to stick there that's never <laughs> going to happen is it <laughs> no and actually it's quite average when you feel like shit in a race like it's not a very enjoyable experience and it's not like psychologically boosting when you've got a big race coming up either it's not what you need no i put in i put into training peaks for all the half marathons that i want to do here i just write <laughs> 21k run with the boys and then tim like will comment on it is this a race question mark because i know <laughs> if i if i put it in as a race he'll he always puts in a taper so yeah, I've worked a way around it a little bit. And you've just told him. <laughs> yeah, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't put it out for another two weeks. <laughs> um, all right, Amelia. Do you Good want question. to um yeah. Oh yeah, my fun question. Okay. What would be your death row meal? So you can have anything you want. <laughs> Entree, yeah. main, dessert. That's a bit dark. <laughs> yeah, that is so fun. <laughs> yeah. You can put a whole new spin on it, but no, let's go for death row. Okay. <laughs> okay, go, one of you. My question next week is going to be, why are you on death row? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. because nobody filled out their TUE form and made it public. <laughs> okay, then you deserve to be. <laughs> okay come on Matt. you can do it entree main and dessert can be anything you want I mean I'll be honest like I reckon if I'm on death row I'm not going to be particularly hungry at this point well otherwise you have to eat the prison food even if it's very very average okay can I can I have a main meal and a dessert yeah you can have both okay if my main meal is going to be a barbecue pizza I get it from just down the road uh, with chicken, loads of barbecue sauce, no cheese and butternut squash like roasted on the top. And then dessert, my mum makes this amazing Christmas cake with about like that much cake and then about double the height of icing. That's my pudding. <laughs> Cheers. That sounds pretty good. Um, I think I'd go for like a crispy chicken burger I don't know I'm really I'm really into these at the moment and a solid side of sweet potato fries but not like the ones that make your mouth go kind of like tingly like when they've got too much oil on them the ones with like the perfect amount of salt um and then for dessert it's hard to look past a good like chocolate uh I don't know how to say it like um coulant so it's like runny chocolate in the middle and then like cooked on the outside with like a nice solid scoop of a fondant yeah uh and a nice solid scoop of vanilla ice cream that sounds good that sounds good mine was basic too i would like nachos with all the toppings and <laughs> cake with cream cheese icing i love how basic we are <laughs> i know that's the thing we all came up with We're just like junk basic. food <laughs> She's over the donuts. She's done the donuts too much in this session. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely done with donuts. 
nice. They used to be an exciting treat on, in the middle of a six-hour ride, and now they just remind you of a six-hour ride in the heat. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be careful with your associations with training. Yeah, it's so true. It's like you find a new bar that you love, and you're like, oh, my God, this is so yummy, and then you have it way too many times in the middle of hot sessions. You're like, I cannot eat this anymore. <laughs> So you've just reminded me of something I used to do as a runner and I totally forgot about it, but I'm going to start doing it again. I used to be addicted to those, um, like, you know, like cloudy lemonade. I used yeah. to drink a little bit off the top, then put it back, put it in the freezer and then take it to run training with me. So it would like melt into a slushy uh, by the time I finished. And yeah, that was amazing. And then my brother tried a copy one time, but he didn't know you have to take a bit off and drink a little bit first so you just put it straight in the freezer and exploded <laughs> i'm gonna try that would that work with coke or something yeah it would actually and with coke with coke you wouldn't need to drink a little bit off the top just shove it straight in no that, don't believe no, her me don't. don't believe yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. good try ava yeah i reckon <laughs> Um, alrighty. Cool. Should we wrap it up there? Yeah. Good. Next week, who's coming up with a fun question? You. You. Am I give me another give me another few weeks? Okay. I would give you I I reckon you could come up with something straight away, actually, Emma. Yeah, I think if you don't think about it, you'll come up with something faster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy your afternoon training sessions. I'll enjoy it. Have a good evening. Good night. Sleep well. Bye. Bye.